0: We're going to be in James chapter four. I want to start reading in verse thirteen. It says, "Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas you know not what is shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice." In your boasting, all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. I want to skip over to another verse here. The the main uh, part of the message is going to come from this verse. It's Proverbs chapter three, verse twenty-seven. Proverbs three twenty-seven. Over here it says, "Withhold not good from them to whom it is due." when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. I want to look at that verse tonight, and I want to look at it in two different parts. If you look at the first part, it says, Withhold not good from them to whom it is due. A couple years ago in 2011, there were some letters written here uh, in a book called The Legacy Letters. What that book was about was letters from children that their parents died in the September 11th Uh, terrorist attack. And what happened was they gathered together letters from those children and the kids had a chance to write a letter to their parents that had passed away. They wrote letters to them, things that they wanted to say to their parents but weren't able to because they were killed uh, in those terrorist attacks. And one of the letters was written by a little girl named Olivia. I want to read part of that letter. Uh, that she wrote to her dad 10 years after he died in the terrorist attack. Olivia said, Dear Dad, you are the greatest man I could ever know. I'm sure any girl who loves her father as much as I do would say the same. But from the short time I got to spend with you, I know you were the greatest person alive. In the past 10 years, I've done so much growing up and even more teaching I graduated high school and got into college in my dreams, but neither would have been possible without learning my first lesson on September 11th, that life is too short. The Bible says in James that our life is like a vapor, and then over in Proverbs, the Bible tells us that we are to do good to those to whom it is due. When you look at that word and you study that, when it says to those to whom it is due, it's talking about those that have power over us, those that are in positions of leadership over us. It's not talking about our peers that are necessarily on the same level with us or our friends. It's talking about those who have had an influence in us. The word good, when it talks about doing good, is a noun. It is a a broad term that means anything that is good. It could be a word or a deed or something that we may do to show them uh, good. Uh, I think tonight as we think about this day as a day of remembrance, we know certainly that none of us is going to live forever. Every one of us tonight, we're gathered around in different places. None of us got to where we are today by accident. None of us got to where we are in our life today, whether you're a student or you're an older person in your life or whether you're middle-aged. None of us have gotten to where we are without the help of someone else. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a mother or a father. Maybe it was a pastor or a youth pastor. Maybe it was a mentor, someone in our life that helped us get to the place where we are today. You know, can I remind you tonight that God wants us, He tells us very clearly here in Proverbs 3, that we are to do good to those to whom it is due. We are to be good to the ones that have been good to us. If, if I could be a little bit more specific, I believe tonight we should say thank you, to the people that deserve a thank you. You say, who should we say thank you to? Uh, First of all, I think we should say thank you to God I believe we ought to be thankful to God for all the things that He's done for us, all the things that He has done in our lives, even though things are not perfect, even though things are are up and down at times, and even though we we go through difficult days right now, I think as we go through this time of COVID and time of sickness and just many difficulties in many different areas of our lives, different difficulties here in our ministry. Every church has difficulties. Every church is going through difficult times. And maybe you tonight, as you listen to this, you are going through some kind of a difficult time. Maybe even today, perhaps as we celebrate September 11th, maybe this has been uh, a difficult day for you. I, I don't know what your, your struggle is or what the difficulty may be, but I want to remind you that you should still, uh, no matter what's going on, we should still be thankful to God for all that He's done for us. Uh, just think about tonight that God without us, He will always be God. But us without God will be nothing Me and you could disappear today and God will continue being God. But God, He doesn't need us, but He loves us. But if me and you, if we disappear, God will still be marching on forward. But if we lose God, we have nothing. And we need to be thankful to Him for all that He's done for us in our lives. I think not only should we be thankful to God, but I think we need to be thankful to those who have invested in us. Many have invested in our lives. They've invested in your life. Even as I'm speaking right now, think about the people that have invested in your life, that have poured into you, that have blessed you, that have helped you along the way. I think about our Christian school. Many of the students in our Christian school, someone had to make a sacrifice uh, to allow that student to go to the Christian school. Maybe you are a graduate of a Christian school. Maybe you're in a job right now and someone helped you get that job. Or someone uh, enabled you to be where you are. Maybe someone gave you a chance to serve in, in that place or that position where you're at right now. We owe thank you to someone in our lives. All of us owe a thank you to someone. There's no one under the sound of my voice tonight that does not owe a thank you to someone in their life. The Bible says, withhold not good to them to whom it is due. It couldn't be any more clear than that. We are supposed to do good to those around us who deserve it. To those that have invested in us. We ought to say thank you to God. We ought to say thank you to those who have invested in us. But I think the last thing, we should say thank you to the people that have affected us, that have worked in the shadows. I think about many times in our lives, there's people that have have had a positive influence on us, but maybe they're not behind a pulpit. They're uh, they're, They're not up there in front of everybody to be seen. Maybe they just work behind the scenes. Someone that has gone unknown in your life. Someone that has been there just working quietly, helping you. We ought to say thank you to those people. I think us as, as leaders, we ought to be thankful for the, the workers around us that make all the ministry work and, and, and the, the, just the many people that work in the what we would consider the shadows, I guess you could say. We ought to be thankful to those people. The Bible says, withhold not good to hit them to whom it is due. But then there's a second part to that verse. The second part of it says, when it is in the power of thy hand... To do it. You see, the Bible makes it very clear that we ought to do what we can while we can. Today is a day of remembrance as we remember September 11th. And I don't need to remind you that life is short. I have a story here, several stories here. Uh, Just looking up some different stories. There was a story of a man here. I printed this news article. It was from the Washington Post several years ago. It says that there was a man, his name was Jeffrey Bush. He was 37 years old. This is the story here, it's written right here on the pages of this article, it says Jeffrey Bush, 37, had been asleep in the little blue house on February 28, 2013, when about 11 p.m., a giant sinkhole opened below and swallowed his entire bedroom. His brother, the story goes that Bush's brother came running down the hall. As he got to the room where his brother was at, he opened the door and all he could see from his personal testimony was just a gaping hole there and his brother and everything in the room had fallen down into the sinkhole. They say that the brother, he, he tried to go into the sinkhole to try to find his brother and pull him out. But the emergency responders, when they arrived, they were not able to recover the body. They were never able to find the body down in that sinkhole. They asked the brother, Later on, what would he say to his brother? And he said, All I would want to say, all I would want to do is let him know that I loved him. Another story here of a young girl. She was 16 years old. Uh, this came from, uh, I believe this was Fox News. I reported this out several years ago. It says, the title of the article says, Kentucky cheerleader complained of hamstring pain before collapsing and dying. She was 16 years old. The dad, when they were approached him, the dad said, "This is what the dad said. He said, "I can't get my head around all that has taken place." Of my 13-year-old daughter, the dad said, "No discoloration, no tiredness, no weakness, no confusion. Her grades were all straight A's across the board, fit, athletic, no indication of sickness whatsoever. And of course, I sit here racking my brain. Did I miss something?" But all I know is that now she's gone. And there's a picture of his daughter there. They, they, they believe that she may have been born with some kind of a heart defect that was undetected. You know, I think about another article here of, a, of an older man. He was 74 years old. Uh, this says here, the title of this article says, Freak accident at Dairy Queen leaves 74-year-old customer dead. This was a Christian man. He was a deacon at his church. His name was Curtis Shantz. Curtis, the the story says that uh, the authorities reported that Curtis got out of the truck in the middle of the Dairy Queen driveway. He opened the hood in an attempt to fix the vehicle when the vehicle began to roll forward running him over and he could not get out of the way. I I can't imagine 74 years old and, and and I know it sounds awkward, it sounds unbelievable. Uh, it Maybe some people might uh, say that, that that story just sounds like it couldn't be true, but I, I can't imagine, 74 years old, he died in the drive-thru. I have several more stories here, but the last one I want to mention is a boy named Kyle Plush. Many of you may have heard this story from several years ago. I believe it was in 2015. Kyle was 16 years old. He was at school. He was on the way to tennis practice. And Kyle was reaching uh, for his equipment in the back seat of his van. And as he reached over the seat to reach for his equipment, the seat folded backwards and it pinned Kyle uh, somehow they say that the seat, as he leaned forward, it, it tipped back and he, he fell backwards. He was upside down against the back of the van and the seat and it was pressing on his chest and he could not breathe. The, his cell phone had fallen down into the compartment and he was able to reach with one of his arms and dial 911. He dialed several times. He called actually three times to the emergency responders and the, the lady that answered the phone, they thought that it was a prank or they thought that he was uh, playing around because the, the, when he answered the phone, he said, I'm going to die here. I probably don't have much time left. Uh, the next phone call, he was able to, they lost the signal and they were able to get him back and he said in the, ne- in the second phone call, he said, I'm trapped inside my gold Honda Odyssey van in the parking lot of Seven Hills. Send officers immediately. But the medical responder, the the, the 911 responder says that during that moment, uh, her testimony was in court that her computer froze and that she was not able to get the description of the van. And so police actually passed by his vehicle two times and they did not know that he was in there. On the last phone call, Kyle called. And this was all that he said. He said, I don't have much time. But tell my mom, I love her. You know what guys, we don't don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But the Bible says that you better do good while you have the power to do it. As I think about us tonight and I think about September 11th and I think about everything that we think about on this day, tomorrow is not promised. I think about all those that we have lost during this COVID battle, I, I, it seems like every day we're getting another phone call, another notification, another email, another notice of, of someone who has passed away or someone that is struggling with that virus, someone that's struggling with that sickness. And, and we know that, that COVID is not the only thing that's taking lives. There are many other things that are still continuing to take place, cancer and heart disease and vehicle accidents, and many other things are still happening all around us all the time. But the truth is that me and you do not know what is going to happen tomorrow. We need to say thank you to people in our lives. Then I ask myself, what stops us from saying thank you? What what may be some things that stop us from saying thank you? I, I wrote down a few here just to quickly list off some things that may be stopping us. Maybe we're not saying thank you because we're just too lazy. Maybe we're, we're just too lazy and we just don't make the time. We don't want to write a little note. We don't want to go say thank you. We are maybe we're just don't want to get up or stop what we're doing. Maybe we're playing a game or maybe we're having fun or maybe we're watching TV. Maybe we're on YouTube. Maybe we're on social media and we just don't, we're just too lazy to go and to say thank you or to do good to people that deserve it. Because look, our parents are not going to be here forever. Your grandpa, your grandma is not going to be there forever. For all we know, maybe me and you won't be here forever. None of us knows what's going to happen tomorrow, but maybe we're just too lazy. Maybe we have too much pride. Maybe we're too proud to say thank you. Maybe we don't want to say thank you because it's just going to humble us too much and and we don't want to be thankful to others. Maybe that's your issue. I don't know. Maybe we choose to be angry instead of choosing to be thankful. Maybe you need to say thank you to someone, but maybe you and that person have bumped heads lately, or maybe you and that person have had a a bad experience lately, and now you're letting your anger overshadow, and you're letting your anger blind you from being thankful to them for what they've done for you. I don't know, maybe that's your situation tonight. Maybe, like many of us, and I think probably all of us are in this last category, and I definitely find myself there at times, Maybe the reason we don't say thank you is just because we're too busy. We're just too t busy. We don't mean to be unthankful. We don't mean to be mean. We don't mean to forget those that have helped us and blessed us and, and loved us. We don't mean to, but maybe we're just so busy with everything around us. We're so distracted by so many different things. We don't take the time to slow down, to just simply say thank you to show love to people that deserve it. And I want to be a reminder to you tonight. Maybe that's you, but you know what? God puts messages on our hearts for a reason. And maybe God wanted you to hear this message tonight. So that it would be a reminder to you to go and say thank you to someone. As I close, I think about how the Bible teaches it's better to give than to receive. You know... When you say thank you to someone and you show an act of love, that doesn't just bless you. It blesses the other person and it blesses maybe uh, someone on down the road. And, and it's, not gonna, it's not just going to bless them that's receiving the thank you, but it will bless you. And you will feel, you will know in your heart that you did the right thing while you had a chance. You know what, look. Our family members may not be here tomorrow. Me and you may not be here tomorrow. We don't know. But the Bible makes it very clear. Withhold not good to them to whom it is due while it's in thine power to do it. And I want to be a challenge to you tonight to say thank you, to show that love. And as we remember September 11th today today, And we remember those that passed away, those that lost their lives. Many of those, as the story goes, they would leave their homes that day to get on those planes. They would leave their homes to go to the World Trade Center. And many of the families never knew that that would be the last time they would see their loved ones. And if we don't get anything else out of this day, may we remember that life is just too short. It's just too short We need to show love. We need to love one another. You know, I was thinking about it today. There's nothing more like Jesus than to love one another. There's nothing more like Jesus than to put this message into practice. There's nothing more that Jesus would want us to do besides sharing the gospel than sharing our love with one another. Loving those and saying thank you to those that deserve it. I hope it was a blessing to you tonight. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this service. Thank you for this night. Help us to be thankful. Help us to love one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.